Here we go. Tim and Brad, how are you going? Good, good, thanks. Good, good Brad. Awesome. Have you both been glued onto on YouTube all day? Yeah, yeah, had it on all day, especially on the turn of the hour, trying to run back in the room and, and have a good look, see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Have you left have you left the screen, Brad? No, I haven't left the screen. <laughs> and the interviews just in between uh, the laps have been great and quite insightful as well. Yeah, they've been pretty good, haven't they? Marin's yeah. was really good. I missed I missed some of Phil's, but um, yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they just played uh, Phil's one just back again. I noticed that uh, a couple of the uh, interviews they've played twice now. Oh, right. That was the first time I'd seen it. I'm glad they're back on the day loop. Oh, yeah, and then we get to see uh, the cameras as well, so we'll get to see them going through all the uh, trees and stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah, I reckon um, I reckon the runners will be pleased as well. That Even watching it that night felt long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, so you both would have seen the Dead Cow Gully doco by now, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. How good is it? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I've, I've been telling everyone they have to watch it. Yeah. And, um, no no one ever listens when you say, hey, here's an hour-long YouTube video. Go watch this. Um, so I just tell them, watch the first two minutes. Just watch yeah. the intro. Yeah. And it, everyone's followed it through to the finish that I've, I've got to watch the first two minutes. You're hooked. Oh, yeah. That footage of um, Sam Harvey going into that room and collapsing on that. Like you're right. Like when you see that, you just you just locked in. You can't look away. You've got to watch the whole thing because you don't want to. You want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. What a um, what a story with Sam with that assist. That he he was on your podcast talking a big game, and I yeah. I thought this guy talks the talk. Yeah. Um, and then and then he goes and and does that sort of gutsy performance. He's he clearly mm. walked the walk as well. Yeah. Well, a few people did tell me like like they thought he was overconfident and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, look, he proved he can do it. I reckon he'll go like he'll he'll be one of one of two or three last ones standing, or he could even be the last one standing at Biggs. Mm, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. There's a uh, few dark horses in there as well. And they've been doing uh, some quite fast like some of the uh runners there i've noticed yeah well that, that japanese fellow daiki he's been um averaging 38 minutes a loop <laughs> yeah but I, I was wondering about it because did you guys notice or think that the a lot of the runners look pretty stiff at around like the eight like earlier than i expected at around yeah. the 18 hour mark they looked really stiff heap of, heap of stiff legs out there but Maybe it's the, the weather because a hot day into a cold night, maybe it's yeah. just stiffened them up a bit. Well, I was th wondering if it's because the runners are so um, focused on going long, they, they're trying they're running faster laps than they're used to, so they're actually resting longer than normal, and that is what's stiffening them up because they want to have that extra rest time to try and sleep. That's, what I, that's my theory, but I don't know if that could be wrong. Yeah, that's a, that is a good theory because I noticed uh, 
the longer I have, the stiffer I get when I go to take off on uh, every lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were at Dead Cow Gully, Brad. So did that doco bring back a few memories for you? Oh, it sure did. Yep. Oh, flooding back with memories of it all. Oh, it was yeah. unreal. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you there? What, like, what about what hour did you leave? Uh, just after Harvey broke the American record, I think we left on the 87th hour. Oh, just yeah. waited till they left, and then once they started their loop, then we drove back down into Brisbane. Yeah, that's another thing that um, <clears throat> that's another thing that the uh, that doco showed is Harvey Lewis. He pushed himself as far as he possibly could have gone that guy he couldn't have gone any further no nah. oh yeah he'd give it everything he had like when he come over he'd just give everything yeah but you're right there you you guys are both watching the video of bigs right now are you yep yep yeah uh, i'm not at the moment you're not oh because they've got the camera angle of the trails it's so much better because you can see the runners running past all the time yeah, yeah, I was wondering. Oh, you right? No, you it's, it's bloody awesome footage. I didn't expect anything half as good as this. They yeah. started with a, a sweet drone shot going over the canopy, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. From the you're right. From the very like first moment they started the race, it was like the best. Like it was beautiful. Like that aerial shot from the drone on the road it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. I felt sorry for that Brazilian bloke who dropped just not long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, partied, he poured his heart and soul out to uh, Laz. Poor Laz couldn't understand him, though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a man of few words, isn't he, Laz? I mean, he, he does talk a lot, but, like, he didn't really seem like he knew what to say. Yeah, yeah. I suppose he's seen it. He's seen that many broken people. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's got he's got seventy odd more broken people to see this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim, do you have any um, predictions about how far you think they'll go? Oh, it's a tough one. So it, uh, the magic number is a hundred, right? Will they do over? Will they do under? Yeah. Um, the the talent is there so um i can't see how they wouldn't do over 100 but it is such a, a tougher course than some of them have done previously um i just think th there's going to be a couple dark horses like brad said that they're going to pop up they're going to support the other runners you only need one or two um to support the winner so yeah, yeah i reckon 110 that's my that's my magic number. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think, Brad? Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one because, as Tim was saying, this day course is uh, going to be pretty rough on him. But like with 170 meters of elevation um, for every loop, they, uh, I think they might get to 100. Uh, well, the course oh, yeah. the course record's 85, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, now that you say, like, the course record's 85, so it can be done. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, we hit that, get into just break over the hundreds. Yeah. I hope, I hope. It'll be good viewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it will be. It will be awesome. 
the trail looks so nice as well but when the, they were walking it before the race you actually saw like all those flat rocks and those tree roots and a few like really low tree stumps as well like heaps of trip hazards so it's definitely definitely tough but it's the kind of thing i reckon like as when they when they go into the night they're relieved but in the mornings when they're going back into the trail like they're looking forward to it as well and now that they've uh there's so many people running they're going to start building a path so they're going to expose some of those obstacles that they're going to trip over well fingers yeah. crossed yeah well already you can um i was surprised by how quickly a, a, like a visible trail actually opened up actually it looks mm. like i mean the footage it looks nice and smooth but we know it's we know it's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah it looks like a lot of the leaf litter though has been sort of carved down the middle right so that yeah. they should have good view of um the track as long as they can stick to it as long as they st stick in that middle bit they should be good but one false step either either side you might be um on a tree root or a rock or who knows what yeah well this view that we can see right now like it looks perfect like that um u-turn yeah pretty good but um just either side there's all those tree roots right so yeah how are you gonna how straight are you going to be running after 80 hours mm. <laughs> yeah, true <laughs> and also after running like those 80 hours it's harder because your legs are so fatigued it's harder to and more mentally draining to navigate around all those trip hazards as well yeah. mm. um what about your um going into this race i mean i've i've made no secret that i reckon phil gore is going to win are you both on the phil gore um bandwagon as well i, I definitely want phil gore to win yeah I, I, I don't see how we couldn't yeah but um it's such a backyard ultra is such a funny format anyone could win and and looking through the field there's so many good runners um you start looking at some of the runners you've never heard of before jump into strava and um you know, you could throw a dart at the field and, and pick someone who's go, who's capable of winning. Mm, it's true. Yeah, well, I, I think some of the uh, the Belgium guy, um, I can't remember which one it is, the, the guy with the uh, ponytail. Uh, oh, was yeah. it? Marine. Yeah. Marine. Yeah. I think he's going to um, uh, go really deep and i think i reckon it's going to be end up being a battle between him and phil yeah mm. it will be i reckon um our aussies i reckon our aussies are going to um go into uh deep as well a lot of them they're, they're all looking um none of the aussie guys are looking really fatigued at all which is good yeah they're looking awesome and i mean i wouldn't be surprised if every single one of them runs a pb yeah that's yeah. that's what i thought as well yeah um and they've traveled such a long way i mean probably they've traveled further than anyone else i reckon the australians mm, yeah yeah when you when you think about it yeah <laughs> i didn't even think about it that right yeah they're pretty much on the opposite yeah opposite side of the world yeah um <clears throat> so Tim, you ran your first uh, 
backyard ultra at no time to die and and you made it to 24 hours so that's bloody good for your first time man yeah yeah thanks i think um I've, i would have made it to about 12 if i hadn't got some tips from people like yourselves and your podcast along the way um but yeah, it's definitely a, a few extra laps in there from some knowledge gain you know just investigating before the run and i think i learned heaps in the run one of the runners in um, an interview watching today was talking how training didn't play as big a part in their improvement as experience mm. and I, I fully appreciate how you know you can learn just from one backyard ultra two backyard ultras you're going to pick up so much about yourself and what everyone else is doing and why didn't i have a, a ice scarf and all those sorts of things um you know i had i had the fancy chair because i heard you're going to have the chair with the legs up yeah but um i think there's a lot more i've picked up and then uh brad here he's going to be my inspiration for the next backyard <laughs> he, he doesn't realize but uh, <laughs> if you go back and look at the the footage of starting the 20 24th lap have a look at brad giving everyone high fives and and um, handshakes and that and his his energy and his willingness to just start every single lap was definitely one of the things I took away is you know how do I bottle that for the next one yeah um, no, thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're the you're awesome to run with Brad I reckon you would add so many yards onto like like onto so many runners um total numbers you probably added at birdies, from what I saw, you added at least 20 yards combined to all the runners there that you helped easily. <laughs> and you went till you couldn't go any further. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't realise you actually collapsed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a little bit dizzy and then sort of went forward. Aaron, Aaron was with me at the time and he was going, come on, man, we can make this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I got a little bit dizzy and I just sort of leant forward and I just tumbled over and I tried to get up and I just couldn't get up and I just said, just stay there, mate, stay there, we'll get time out. I'm going, no, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll just walk. Yeah. It'll be, I'll, I'll fall. And he's going, no, because the further you go away, the further it's going to be for them to rescue you. Come on. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, it looked like um, you did actually cut your head as well, did you? Or did I? No, no. Nah, Oh. No, no, I didn't. No. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you've had a bloody good year. So you've you've done 24, well, you've broken 24 three times now, haven't you? Yeah, this year, yep. So I'm hoping to break it again um, at historical, fingers crossed, and get 100 mile at uh, the all of Ultra Series um, backyards. Yeah, I've done that. Done their little grand slam of yeah. their backyards. Yeah, that's that's unreal. And as well as that, you've crewed Aaron Young to sixty-three hours at the Masters, so you've done it all. <laughs> oh, I've had a good time. I've had a really good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember, like, you did um, post a photo of your foot after no time to die. It looked pretty swollen. Like, have it has it? got better yet or is it still hurting or what um yeah no it's got better now um they uh, went to the physio and the physio said i'd um upset my 
Tib Barrett, I think it is, the tendon that runs across the top of your foot there. She goes, you've just upset it a little bit. She's going, you can't hear it, Craig. And I, no, no. And she's going, well, you'll be all right. You just need to just slow it down a little bit and just relax. So the last three weeks, I haven't really done anything. I've just been doing my little stretches and exercises for it. And uh, starting my build-up for hysterical as of tomorrow. Ah, cool. Now, you've been riding your bike a little bit, I saw. Is that is that? Uh, no, no. I, just, I had to just ride my pushy to work one day because oh. um, my car was in the mechanic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, um, Tim, you mentioned um, your next backyard auction. Have you figured out which one that is yet? Well, the next one I've signed up to is Birdies. Oh, yeah, cool. I, I've got a couple other point-to-point um, -point trail races that I've sort of been aiming to do for a while now. So. Um, I try not to do too many events in a year, but the temptation is to squeeze another couple of backyards <laughs> in. I've had I had, a, had the taste of it now, so. Yeah. And you're in Sydney, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Sydney. Yep. Yeah, because there's a whole heap of backyard ultras, like new ones in Sydney starting to pop up everywhere. Yeah, they had um, Brick's backyard ultra was, was two weeks after No Time to Die. Yeah, that, that looked amazing. It was in St. Ives, like beautiful, beautiful place to run. Um, massive crowd. Like I think, think they got a hundred and fifty like um, full field, mm. and the start finish area had you know tents with food and um, Blue Mountain Running Company was there. There's a whole heap of stuff going on at the start finish as well. So yeah, it looked really good. Like food trucks and musicians. Yeah. Yeah, all sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks really good. And they'll be having, I think they're having another one in April because they're going to start doing them twice a year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, two next year. So yeah. I'll, I'll look at the timing of those. I reckon maybe one, maybe both I'll, I'll get to squeeze in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> which um, which point-to-points are you doing? Uh, so I've got uh, Kosciuszko doing 100K Kosciuszko yeah. in December. Um, did the 100 mile there last year and it was snowing and they had to change course and all sorts of stuff. Um, but doing the 100K mm. this year and then um, UTA, Ultra Trail Australia in the Blue Mountains, beautiful place to run. That was my uh, first ultra uh, back in 2019. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, like really no idea. I was, I had, you know, can of Coke and half a Mars bar was my nutrition at the checkpoints. So uh, this is my comeback story. I've been trying to do it for a while. I actually meant to do it this year, but got injured, which is how I ended up signing up for No Time to Die because um, I was sort of down and out and had nothing on the radar and um, thought it oh, might be a good time to try something um, yeah. a bit different. Yeah, um, No Time to Die, I mean, it looks like a really great course, but it looked like it was hard because it was pretty hot, wasn't it? Yeah, 25 degrees, I think, Brad. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was somewhere around there. It was a really nice course, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Just the change all the time. Oh, dinner for Ruth. I'm just going to turn my TV down just to see. So it looks like me and you are going to be running at Verdi's together, mate. Oh, you're at Verdi's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep, I've already already registered for that. So awesome, we'll get together another another hundred mile in at least. 
Yeah, well, I thought um, if I'm going to sign up for another one, birdies would be a good one. Um, and anything over in WA, it feels like WA is the home of Australian backyard ultras. <laughs> well, um, I love birdies when I did it a few months ago. It was such, such a good vibe and such a good course and because you'd know like the whole like caravan park is booked out just for the people doing yeah. birdies. And it's just such a good, it was, I, I just loved it. And the course is awesome as well, isn't it, Brad? You just, um, it keeps changing. So it keeps you mentally active and it's all soft as well. There's no hard concrete. Um, there's some really fun bits to run through as well, like that wooded section as well, Brad, you know, the wooded section. Yeah, the little, uh, little swampy section down the uh, near the end there. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. It's my favourite course, mm. birdies. Yeah, heaps of fun. Can't um, wait to see what hysterical is going to be like too. Yeah, I can't wait. I am fine. It's less than a month to go. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know who else is going to be there, Brad? Do you know anyone else who's going? Um, I think uh, so. Trevor, uh, no, Charles Boswell oh, uh, yeah. is coming over from yeah. WA. Same with I think Margie and Carl. Yeah. Um, the, who I know from WA, I know Johan yes. is uh, going to be there as well. Um, who else? I think that's it that I off the top of my head. I wouldn't be surprised if Holly Ransom's there because she lives pretty close to the course. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know if she is or not, but I, and she also did the, she was one of the runners who did 30 yards at it last year. So has a free entry into it this year if she wants it. So, oh yeah, that's right. Cause it got shut down last year because of the storm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it will be a good field. I don't think yeah. it's a very big field, but it will be a good field. Is it a silver ticket event? Yeah. 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 And it's and it's going to be the last time it's being held as well. So this will be its uh, last last event. So mm. it'll be nice to be able to try it out before it gets shut down. Yeah. So are you going to come? Either of you thought about um, Wild Dog in Victoria next year? Oh, I saw that pop up on my Instagram <laughs> feed today. Yeah, it's like um, you know they say your phone listens to you, and then then it starts popping up with ads of all the stuff you've been talking about. <laughs> with all, all these backyard ultras popping up on my phone. Now. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Brad? Are you going to make your way down? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because we'll it's say, another we'll it's say. another ultra series. It's another ultra series backyard ultra. You'll have to run twenty four hours at. I know, Sean's got me again. <laughs> yeah. um, so with, um, you know how you crewed Aaron at Dead Cow Gully, um, uh, Brad? So you obviously know him pretty well. Like At around this stage at Biggs, how do you reckon Aaron's feeling right now? Uh, I reckon really good. I, he, he's looking like he's just in the zone at the moment, like... Uh, I know. I think it was around the thirty-seven hour mark. We started to he started to feel a little bit tired and that. But I've noticed he's got a couple of sleeps in on this um, uh, this 
race. So I, I feel that's going to help his cause as well. Yeah. So I think he, he's, he's looking good at, from what I can gather. Mm. He's got a really good poker face too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... um. It's going to be good. I, I'm so excited to just. I've got night shift the next two nights, so they're going to go so quickly. I'm just going to be glued to YouTube. <laughs> oh, I'll be glued to YouTube tomorrow. I'll be. There won't be that much work getting done tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was nearly going to call in sick and use some sick days just so I could stay at home and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good thing about where I work. I don't, I can just sit there, put on YouTube, and not do anything except sit on my ass <laughs> and watch. <laughs> How's the um, young Polish uh, guy going? He's he yeah. lifted his game. I was freaking out. I was thinking he was, he was near his end, and then he he come in uh, like fifty eight minutes or something like that for two laps, and then next yeah. thing he come in a. Uh, like in the forty, in the forties. Yeah. Well, remember he looked like he was gonna. He looked like he was running sideways for when he came in in a couple of laps, and I, I posted like it looks like he's he's struggling, and he mm. he did it for like about three laps in a row, and then like next thing he's yeah running in the forties, and now he looks really good again. Um, I'm just trying to find his time. There he is. Uh, his last lap was. Um, 49 minutes his, oh, yeah. his slowest lap was 58 minutes and 41 seconds so he was pretty close yeah. timing out oh, wow he would have been he would have heard the whistle as yeah. running towards the corral yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. i think his last few have all been around that 50 minute mark haven't they yeah yeah i think he's leveled out so i mean i reckon he must have had a really bad i'm just guessing but i reckon he must have had a really bad stitch because he was kind of like running like like with his stomach bent a little bit and I and I reckon it just must have gone away and now he's feeling good but it could be a good sign like get the, the hard part over and done with early in the race and now yeah. it will hopefully be easy for him for a while mm. and how interesting is it watching all the different running styles out there right yeah. I've been watching them all like trot in and it's like I've seen one guy running and I was like, oh, wow, is he struggling? <laughs> and then, like, I watched for, like, laps and laps and it's just, it was his uh, running style. Yeah. I like, oh, wow. Yeah. I know who you're talking about too. Yeah. he. It looks like um, like he's just conserving heaps of energy though, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, got, it's got more of a shuffle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, how about that toenail guy? Oh. <laughs> so early on in the race, too. What was that? So early on in the race as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It was like like eight or nine hours in the first time they showed him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Surely he but, came in with, with something going on with the toe. I yeah. That toenail looked like it had months of damage on it not not just a few hours yeah um because that girl was pr pricking the pin in it and he was just laying back and playing on his phone or something like that yeah. <laughs> so, 
Oh, yeah, there was a bit of juice dripping out of it, that's for sure. Yeah. And that poor, uh, the poor Indian uh, runner that fell over and uh, hit his uh, uh, rock in his chest or something like that, and he couldn't breathe properly, and that's why he pulled out or something. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. yeah, that's what I um, that's how I um heard it as well. Like the same kind of message. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. And just before this podcast started, I was looking at Facebook and I was looking at posts that he posted, like with Laz before the race and he's all happy and excited and um yeah. so yeah it's, it's pretty uh really pretty upsetting isn't it yeah oh yeah yeah one and thing i've um with... sorry you go you go no no you go one thing i've loved seeing i was sort of concerned coming into this you'd see all the aussies running together um all the belgians running together all the Everyone from America running together, the Japanese running together. They keep showing the finish times on the right, and it's got all the flags there. You barely see two next to each other. I think Frank the Tank and Ivo are running together, and that's about the only time you see the same country flag twice in a row. Yeah, I, I, I'm similar. I was expecting to see um, a bit more of... Um, yeah, runners running as teams and running together and stuff like that. But you're right, it's um, definitely, it looks like they're mixing things up. Um, yeah, that's, I agree. So there's only, there's only, there's still 72 runners left and they're out on their 25th lap. That, that's definitely a record, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, someone posted a graph? Uh, on Facebook in one of the pages there and it's showing like the dropout rates at like um, for the races of where people drop out and they were showing the big scrap with it and it would just stayed solid the whole way through where like at the 100k mark you'll get a heap of people drop out and people drop out once they hit the half marathon but I suppose it's all the elite of the elite so you can understand why there's nobody really dropping out. Yeah. I tell you, what, I haven't seen much of um, Harvey Lewis yet. No, neither have I. I got him on my sweepstakes too. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the uh, French runner Claire, uh, she's been coming in pretty much um, right at the end. I thought she was going to drop on the last uh, lap, but uh, she managed to get in. I think. Yeah, um, I remember when I watched oh. the Backyard Ultra earlier this year. I'm pretty sure that that's her style. She runs her laps slower. Um, yeah, okay. So I don't think I don't think she's struggling. I just I think that's just the way she does it. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's even getting down, having a lie down with a blanket for you know 45 seconds, mm. and then getting up and going. Where you know, if I got in that late, I'd be panicking she's taking it pretty relaxed Mm. yeah she's experienced i I read on her profile like i think she's done some really long races like she's like she's done some like races like 500 kilometers and stuff like that so oh wow she she knows the ultra game Um, who who do you have in your sweepstakes, Tim? Uh, 
Japanese runner Terumichi Morishita. Right. Uh, then I've got Jennifer Russo. Oh, yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, those two are the the best chances I've, I've got. And the third, I can't can't remember the third. I've just been focusing on those two, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the Tim Boone tractor, Ben Nichols, Evo, and... Oh. Uh, and I, then I forget the third one. I'm a bit like you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my third one is the uh, Polish runner. Um, oh, now I've just forgotten his name. Costa or something like that. He's actually, uh, his average lap times are like um, just underneath the Japanese. Like he's doing the second fastest uh, lap times. Oh, yeah. Bartos Fudali. That's that guy. Yeah, that Amanda Nelson, she's impressive, isn't she? She's running her laps quickly. Mm. She's done like averaging the third fastest. Oh, wow. Last loop, 40 minutes. And it's good to see all the Aussie boys out there with their uh, tutus on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reckon that'll catch on now? You reckon a few other countries will will ask and, and wonder why they did it and take it back to their own country. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I was actually yeah. expecting I was actually expecting more more tutus. I was expecting like a few other countries to be wearing them as well because I mean you do see it a little bit overseas. Like um it's starting to catch on but yeah I I, I don't know why. I, I thought I would have seen a few more. I think they're all just so focused on going long that it's so awesome. They're thinking of where as Aussies are like, yeah, party time, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see how um, Ryan Crawford looks. He should run past soon, I reckon. Hmm. And Tim's looking... Uh... Really strong. Oh, yeah, Tim Caprazak. Did you see him with, yeah, yeah. with the massage gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good little interview there. Yeah. He, he looked like he'd um, had, had a great morning with a, a brunch and breakfast, and he, he was grinning from ear to ear, not like he'd, he'd spent all day running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, um, he put in a massive October. Um, oh, didn't he? 700 k's i think it was pretty similar i think phil did just over 700 k's as well um i'm pretty sure sam harvey did too but um yeah so he he was training for it um i mean he only found out he was doing it like a week and a half before the event but um all of october he was training as though he was going to be going to big so um, he's he's one hundred percent ready. Very great, very great for him. Like mm. it was destiny for him. Yeah, so good. I was so happy for him when I heard he got it after yeah. all that big training block that he he was doing. Even though there was a risk that he wasn't even going to go, he still went out there and just kept grinding. Yeah, not many people would do that, would they? Train as though yeah. going like it's so yeah. close to the event. It's much better to be prepared and then get the call up. 
because you, you'd hate to get the call up to something you'd you really wanted and then not be ready for it yeah, yeah. um it's a big commitment big commitment to make and man 700k he, he put in a, a huge effort yeah there was like i think it was four or five days in a row he ran a marathon as well running yeah i remember that yeah <laughs> and he was going to do a, a fifth day but that was like the windiest day you'd ever seen in your life if he tried it he probably would have got he probably would have got blown into the into this out of space it was that windy <laughs> <laughs> um what about rob parsons that guy he doesn't look like a an ultra runner does he, he is he's built like a sherman tank he's my dark my dark horse for the australians mm. i reckon like he's just he's just been quiet and just grinding them out and he looks so strong at uh birdies as well yeah um i was looking at his times um he's so consistent um let me see his slowest lap here we go um his slowest lap is 48 minutes and 37 seconds so that's his fastest lap is 48 minutes and 37 seconds that and that was just the last lap he did hour 24. his slowest is 54 and 34. last time i compared there was less than four minutes between his lot yeah. slowest and fastest so he's just the consistency yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I, th I think that's key, right? It, um, someone asked me today who, who's winning. So it's not easy to answer that question in the back out ultra, right? Because yeah. everyone's still tied for first. Yeah. But um, it's not the fastest runner that I'm, I'm most impressed with. It's whoever's the most consistent. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit like asking someone on half an hour into a test match yeah. who's winning. <laughs> Well, at least then there might be some wickets, right? Yeah. There's been three wickets and we're 25 hours in. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I reckon this is so fun to watch. I, I can see it taking off and becoming, I don't know if I would say it's mainstream, but if people can sit there and enjoy watching cricket, I mean, this is just as exciting, if not more exciting, and it doesn't stop. Like with cricket, they go off and have tea break. They go don't stop at night time. With this, they just don't stop. And then they've got interviews between every loop. This is this is awesome to watch. I reckon. Even yeah, look people at it. like runners running. I mean, I reckon this would get people into running. I think. Um, let's not have the toenail pin in in the opening credits. <laughs> that might turn <laughs> some people off. <laughs> but, yeah, there's some huge moments, isn't there? And it's such a build-up. You know, it's one of the, it's like it's like you're watching the Olympics because it goes on for a week and you you're yeah. tuning in and you can tune out and and check on the check on the scores and who's still going and who isn't going and um, yeah, it's pretty bloody good to watch. I know I'll be glued to the um, YouTube for the week and I'm sure I'll, that'll rub off on a few people that I talk to. I'm sure they'll start watching it as well yeah did you um did you guys hear like when they went out the runners went out on the very first loop 
Les yelling at people were, who were walking. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> I think yelling is like putting it likely. He was screaming. Mm. Yeah. And he goes, and this isn't even my angry voice yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to sleep for five days now because I've upset them. But I'm not going to sleep <laughs> for five days anyway. <laughs> He's a he's a stickler for the rules. I know um my friends say I'm a stickler for the rules. If they're pacing me in a, a run or whatever, I won't let them give me water or food. Like if I if I didn't carry it in, then I can't have it. I'm really? I'm, I'm on my own. Um, but yeah, Laz has got you know you could you could write the rules down in in three sentences maximum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it it you just have to have to work to those rules exactly right it's unsupported from when you start that loop to when you finish it mm. yeah 100 percent. oh look we've got some runners crossing the line at um no time to die brad did you have to cross the finish and then turn around and go back to your your tent um I don't know. No, I didn't. No, no. I, I just I crossed the line and then just headed towards it. So oh, I didn't yeah, have to turn yeah. back and go back. No, no. Yeah, I was on the right hand side and I, I thought about all those runners who had to physically cross the line and then do a 180 and walk back to those tents at the back. And yet you're seeing that happen here. There's a heap of runners who get to the finish and then they stop and turn around and, and go backwards. I reckon that'd I reckon that'd get to me mentally. Yeah, it would <laughs> me as well. Um, the the good thing about it, though, the good thing about this is that it all evens out because the night loop people have to. Well, the people who are turning around during the day are the ones that are running through at night. It reverses, uh -huh. so it kind of equals out. But I'm I'm a hundred percent the same. I would find it so annoying because. My knees and ankles are a little bit fragile. It would it would hurt them a little bit, I reckon, just like stopping and turning around like that. You'd have to turn like a, a 747, right? You'd have to slow down, prepare for the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose they get to if you if you're having to turn around you get to see your crew before you hit the finish line just before you hit there so maybe on the positive they get to shout out what they might need um although i know every time i got to the finish line i forgot what i needed <laughs> i think about it all loop until that last hundred meters yeah <laughs> that's what i liked about uh the no time to die course like when uh we did the loop you the, you'd go past and you'd have like a K left so you could yell out at your crew what you needed and then also you had to finish off a K and by the time you got back, they had it all sorted for you. Yeah. Hey, I wonder if we'll see any Smiles Gets the Miles t-shirts. Well, I know, I know there's two over there. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great t-shirt, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I love the um, I love that phrase. Smiles gets the miles as well. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really catching. I thought, you know what, that's really good because everyone needs to smile and you, you notice you start smiling, you, um, your energy rises, your, your morale, you get a bit of a morale boost when someone cracks a joke or you laugh and you, you get a bit of a smile and you forget all about your worries and your pains and stuff like that. Yeah. So those smiles get you those miles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had the uh, the Phil Gore shirt and I put that on when the sun came up at like loop 18 because no one wants to be the guy who whacks on a Phil Gore T-shirt and then pulls out straight away. So I, I thought it had forced me to do a few more loops. Yeah. Now, um, now I'll add the smiles get to the mile shirt to the routine. The routine. So I'll see where I'm fe- feeling my worst feeling down on life and I'll, I'll whack that on and see if it brings a smile to my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tim, was um, 24 hours, was that your your target at no time to die? Well, I had no target because I pay attention to the podcast, Pato. Right. <laughs> you, 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 you can't set a target. Yeah. You, you got, <laughs> the target was to run as far as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, the milestone got me because yeah. um, started feeling pretty down at about lap nineteen, and then I was I was um, stressing that I wouldn't make twenty four, so managed to turn it around. But then all of a sudden I had that finish line in my head, like yes, I'm going to make twenty four. Um, made twenty four, rang the bell, and I just I felt so great in that moment. Yeah. But it only took a couple of hours before I thought, man, what 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 did I do that for? <laughs> well, you looked on, you looked happy when you that photo of you ringing the bell. You looked you looked over the moon. Yeah, I figured I figured if I was going to ring the bell, I'd do it with pride. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know there's more in me. I, I know I could have done more, but I think um, now I've done that. You've hit your milestone. You you've achieved that. So, um. There's not really a significant milestone after that, right? So I'll have to cruise past 24 and then it just becomes a game of how, how far can you take it? Yeah, yeah. I guess 30, I reckon 30 is a, a pretty good milestone because um, that's 200. 200. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've, um, I'm fired up for hysterical carnage, like... Um, uh, like you know, thirty four is my best. So, I'm. I really want that silver ticket. <laughs> are you are you gunning for the silver ticket as well, Brad? Uh, oh, no, I don't think I. I'd like to think so, but no. <laughs> I'm just there to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I mean, if you get another twenty four. Well, you did 26 at 30s, did you? Or 25? Yeah, yeah, 26. So yeah. I got my PB at um, 30s, so, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what the trouble is, Brad? You're, too, inspira- you're too inspirational. <laughs> so as long as you're out there, you keep everyone else going around you. you you got to be less <laughs> inspirational so everyone else starts dropping off. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, then it would be no fun. I've got to have the people around me. I think that's my problem. Once I, people drop off around me and I've got no one else to, to cheer on in that, I think to myself, oh, well, what am I doing out here? I'm, I, that, 
this is stupid. I'm over it. <laughs> um, that's one thing I was going to ask, Brad. Um, I mean, I obviously wasn't at no time that I all I saw was the live stream, but it looked like you you took a slightly more forward approach, like you were up the front of the starting corral. It looked like you were taking off pretty quickly and trying to run your laps a bit faster than what I saw you do at birdies. Was that was that a um, a plan? Uh, no, I think it was just um, overexcitement. <laughs> I was racing so somewhere different. There was all new people around, and I was just having a great time. And then, like, I think I did my first uh, five or six loops in like forty-six minutes, which is really quick for me. And I was like, "What? Well, I wanted to calm my farm," so I ended up dropping my pack pace back a bit. But I just sort of got up at the front of the corral at each time because it was. By the time I got over there, I was like, oh, well, I'll just hang out at the front. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, people tend to stay in their spot. Like, they'll start in the same spot every time, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like even when we're watching bigs, like I know where to look to see Aaron. I know where to look to see um, Phil. I know where to look to see Ben. But some of them come into the Steins Corral, like I'm worried like they're going to miss it because they're only like 10 seconds yeah. to go and they're walking in like, like they're like kind of like almost running in so they make it, make it in time. Mm. Yeah, they're getting a bit risque. Oh, look, here's, <laughs> Harvey, here's Harvey Lewis. Go, Harvey, go. I don't mind if you're the assist. <laughs> no, he's a great guy, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, look, is that is that Sam Harvey? Yeah, because yeah, he's been running uh, some uh, quite uh, fast loops. Sam. Hmm. Oh, look, there's Rob Parsons. Oh, they're all coming through. Oh, look, there's the White Kenyan. How much does Matt Blackburn look like Sam Harvey? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> same same haircut anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all you got to go on, right? Height and haircut. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the bloke bloke in running gear that they might have changed last loop. So Yeah, yeah. You start remembering which the runners are and then they change their shirts and then you're like, Where are they? Oh no, look there they are, they've changed shirts again. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of them did that lap uh, a lot slower, like um, most of yeah. them did it around fifty five minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess first loop back on the trail, they just wanted to um mm. they've been running fast laps all night, I guess. So now they just want to like Maybe conserve some energy, maybe because it's mm. sleep, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and just getting their legs loose going up all them hills and all yeah. that extra elevation. This um, Nima bloke, did you guys catch his little interview thing? The Swiss bloke? Oh, yes. Yeah. When he, um, he was talking about that, he believes that that someday um they'll like 300 hours will will be reached nah, i would have remembered if i if i saw that 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know if I did do that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, the conditions have to be right, everything has to be right, but he really does believe 300 one day, it may not be for a while, but 300 hours will be done. How many, how many, how many days is that or weeks? 300. Well, it's at least 10 days. It would be about two weeks, I reckon. Yeah, 10 yeah. days is what, 240 hours. So it's like 12, almost 13 days. Oh. That is the Olympics, two weeks of the Olympics, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would go forever? Here's, here's my idea. You can yeah. um, cop copyright it now. Yeah. Um, backyard Ultra Relay. Teams are two, and you tag over whenever you want. So you could run 24 and then tag, and the other person runs 24. It just, it, you'd start counting time in years, I think. <laughs> that sounds like a, a really fun idea, actually. Mm. You'd yeah, have to, it does. You'd have to set a few rules. Like, I, I, I reckon, like, your, your team, the, your, the person you're running with, they can't leave camp. They can't go to the shops or anything like that. Everything has to stay in in camp. Yeah, um, you, it's a good idea. I, I like that idea. You should you should organise one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. With all my spare time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would it'd be great for um, uh, people just wanting to give it a go, right? Yeah, wanting to run a few laps because you it's easier to commit to. I'll run a couple, you run a couple, and then we see how it goes. Mm. I reckon people would really surprise themselves with how many they put together. Well, um, Hendrik, the German bloke, um, I saw his interview as well, and he was talking about, because I, I, I'm getting the impression all the runners are asked the same questions, and I think one of the questions they're asked is, one, what's one thing you don't like about backyard ultras? And I think his thing is that they can go for too long, and he was kind of saying that, he thinks it might be something to consider having like once up certain milestones hit like 100 hours, for example, then there's just like a fastest loop and whoever finishes that loop first is the overall winner. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I like the idea that it can go forever, but I definitely reckon there's a place for races like that. Yeah. I think um, taking a minute off the time yeah. sounds like a cool thing. It starts with, you know, maybe an hour and ten minutes, and then every every loop you take off one minute. Mm. I think that seems cool. But the, the backyard ultra itself is um, the coolest thing. Is you don't have to be fast. Yeah. So then adding a, a, a speed loop in at the end sort of <laughs> undoes all that work you've done in the first hundred hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Off Although the, the sprint finish after 100 hours would be interesting to watch, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, um, there's a race in Melbourne in a couple months called The Last Legend, and um, it's a 2.5K call. I, I'm, I would do it if I wasn't working, but it's a 2.5K. Oh, it's, someone's turning back. No. Oh, hang on. No, he's changed his mind. Maybe he's he turned around forgot or something. something or Yeah, maybe he forgot something and realised he couldn't get it. Hard to say. 
but um it's called the last legends the 2.5k course and um everyone does it with 30 minute inside a 30 minute uh time frame and i think it's something like a minute gets knocked off the clock um every time and it's just till there's one person left so it is like you're just getting faster and faster and faster and i reckon it sounds like heaps of fun mm. i'd be out pretty quick though <laughs> so they're out on 26 now yeah oh, so thinking about uh, thinking about finding a, a timed race to do like a 24 hour or 12 hour i know you i know you, you've done them Pato. what are they yeah. what are they like compared to a backyard um i I've done the Coburg 24 twice and I, I love it. It's really, really, it re well, look, I loved it the first time I did it last year. It was perfect weather, but I was pretty inexperienced. So I was really happy to do 100 miles. This year I wanted to improve, but there was something like 50 millimetres of rain during it. It was the worst weather you've ever seen in your life. So oh. I, I just... I just um, hit the 100Ks and um, I was I was just happy that I didn't drop out because so many people dropped out. Yeah. The weather was just that bad. But that yeah. Run torrential. Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was just, it, <laughs> it was the worst. You would not, it was the worst. Like, no matter what race I go in from now on, whenever it rains, I'll always think it's not as bad as the Coburg 24 in 2020. <laughs> yeah um but yeah next year i'm fired up i want to do two i want to make 200 kilometers when i do it next year but they're a lot of fun they're a lot different from backyard ultras because you can choose when you want to sit down like you can sit down for two hours if you like i remember at coburg 24 like a couple of people had their tent when they wanted to they just went into their tent i didn't see them for like three or four hours oh. and came out and just kept on running and so yeah you can do whatever you like. Is um yeah, it's easy to get caught with the uh, twenty-four hour ones because you can just stop as many times as you want. Oh, I'm just going to quickly stop for a drink. Yeah, I'll just stop for a bit of food. Yeah, and before you know it, yeah, it's you true. Chew up some time. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's one of the things. Like, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to do it next year. How like I'm not going to stop running and all this type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember I saw some footage of Harvey Lewis doing because he's a really good 24 hour track runner. And like people, like he'll take off his singlet and throw it to his crew and they'll throw him a singlet and he'll get changed like on the track. He won't leave the track, he just doesn't stop moving forward. So um, I think that's the that's one of the main things if you want to do well in that type of race. You just got to keep on moving forward. And, and like you said, Brad, just don't take any breaks unless you need to go to the bathroom. That that's really the only mm. reason why you should be stopping. Oh, see the uh, someone's uh, the the guy from Vietnam didn't make it back um, in time on the first day loop. Oh, we, we, who was it? Uh, the guy from Vietnam, I think it was. Oh, okay. No, they haven't. Haven't. Are you watching the live stream now? Are you checking? Um, no, I've just seen someone uh, posted something 
uh, in a group chat. Mm, um, there it is. Van de Boy. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of them are going pretty fast. Did you see like them, a couple of runners go through the um, under the, the finish arch before they were sprinting? I think it might just be this angle. It looks like they're running fast, actually. Mm. I can't believe someone did a 30-minute uh, loop, and I think that was on the – was that was it on the day course as well when they did that 30-minute uh, lap? I think I missed oh. that. I'll have to go and double-check it, but I was pretty sure because I know um, Bartos did a – 32 minute lap but that was out on the night course right yeah there were some fast loops on that night course weren't there mm. <clears throat> i'm pretty sure there is a um a 24-hour track race in sydney i don't know when it is but i'm i'm 100 sure there is one in sydney yeah I'll, I'll have to look it up i know there's there's one in narrabeen but i think i think that's only a 12 hour oh the narrabeen all-nighter yeah that's the one yeah um but i want the i'm looking for the narrabeen all-nighter and all day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no they're tough like just running around and around and around that 400 meter athletics track it's, yeah. it's a mental mental grind i, I find um in, in point to points, I spend too much time in checkpoints. Right. You, you sit down, you fill your water bottles, you got your crew there, they're looking after you really well. But they look after you so well, you you don't want to leave. So you, you hang out there too long. <laughs> so um, that's what my 100 in, in Cozzy is for. To um, My goal is to not sit down. So I don't sit down at all. I fill my bottles, don't have a crew, just do it all, all myself. Are oh, you not going to have a crew? No, I've got a really good friend, Susie. She's She'll be there with me. Yeah. But I've asked her just to cheer and clap and, and not go into the checkpoints. Yeah. Because um, you can, it all adds up. You can lose two, three hours just in, in sitting in a checkpoint, eating a Kit Kat and get, getting some water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a crew at no time to die? Uh, yeah. So Susie, again, my good friend, Susie, Came down. She did the first three laps. Hi. Um, she's a bit of an animal. She she'd only come out of hospital a couple weeks beforehand. Yeah. Um, she was fine, um, but probably shouldn't have been running. Um, she ran the first three laps, um, but she also made a, a bit of a holiday. So she went out for dinner with friends and stuff. So there's a few hours there. I was on my own, um, but bless her. She probably only got four hours sleep herself and came back before the sun was up and um yeah she's great she she she's if you ever see me getting my toe juice trained out with a, a safety pin it'll be susie doing the sticking yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome um oh was that someone else has pulled out i oh, know oh yeah oh no that's the vietnamese bloke yeah Mm. This is PB32. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing runners dropping off like every four or five laps now. Mm. Especially like with that day course. Um, 
all they need to do is slip over and hurt themselves like that poor Indian dude. Mm. Yeah, or stub their toe. Yeah, I stubbed my toe so badly at um, Dead Cow Gully at the Masters. Oh, I um, my t my toenail actually shifted back inside my toe. Oh, oh ouch! And it hurt so much. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been part of the catalyst of um what happened at Dead Cow. Yeah, I'm not using it as an excuse, but um, it definitely hurt for a long time. That's yeah. for sure. But I learned that of all the races I've done, that's the one I've learned the most from. Just because I was, I was go, I went there with such high hopes, and to to time out on that twenty one, um, it was pretty disappointing. But yeah, I learned so much from that. Like. There's been times since then where I've felt similar, where I could have just timed out, but I just now I can recognize those times and now I just make sure I run faster. But it was a pretty cold night though, that night at Dead Cow Go. Oh, wasn't it cold there? Jeez. <laughs> you don't think of cold in Queensland, do you? But Queensland, ah. um, especially out west, gets really, really cold yeah like it was like a clear night and it was just like that as soon as the sun went down the heat got just got sucked up into the atmosphere and it was freezing mm. oh yeah it was <laughs> um then um Carmaku, um crewed for you at no time to die he did well in well in the melbourne marathon brad oh didn't he what He's a bloody good runner, that dude. Yeah, 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 he's quick. Yeah. But, and um, I think he's still qualified for um, the SAT, the SAT champs at the moment. I think he's got uh, 50, 51. Yeah, so he's he on the... I, I, think well, he I think he's the last one. Yeah, I think he recognises that he needs to improve on that, but... I, he's coming to. He's planning on coming to Miram Wernet to run at um, that race because that's a. Oh, yeah. He's going for the silver ticket there, so that'll be good. That'll be a good field. That one, Miram Wernet. Mm, yeah. Search for hurt stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Phil's going over there to mentor some of the um hurt, the hurt search for hurt crew. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun, I reckon. I think this might be another dude who's um who's dropped. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. I think he I think he's French as well. Oh. Yes, yeah, search for herd will be um interesting to watch. And I yeah. think um if, you, if you're one of the contestants and you, you don't know what you're in for, and you hear you've got um this backyard ultra, you start to investigate it, and who's going to coach us? Oh, this Phil Gore guy. Who's he? <laughs> and then you'd be um, torn in too. You'd be thrilled that you got you know the best in the world there helping you and supporting you. But then you realise you've got to like 
perform in front of the best in the world and he's he's going to push you out unless your bones stick yeah. out your skin it's going to be it's going to be good and i tell you what, all the runners who are there who are like like serious backyard ultra runners as well they, they're not going to want to lose to the search for hurt runners as well yeah that'd, <laughs> that'd be a milestone wouldn't it you, you can't you can't be beaten by a tv show yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to be a lot of fun um hey guys i think um i think i better go to bed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yeah. hey thanks for um thanks for coming on the podcast though it's been um been awesome and um i think we'll probably uh be in touch and discussing uh bigs a lot more while it's going on that's for sure yeah 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 the next 24 hours is going to be interesting mm. are you working tomorrow tim yeah work from home so oh, perfect. Um, pretty fortunate to have enough screens to have my work on a couple and and, yeah. and youtube on the other yeah so that makes it a bit easier yeah perfect yeah. are you are you able to follow it at your work brad or oh yeah i'll be on my phone i'll just youtube it on my phone oh, just put me uh phone up on the dash oh <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh that's good all right no worries well hey, yeah thanks again guys um good to meet you for the first time in the face-to-face -face, tim yeah great to meet you and, and good to see you again brad i'll um make sure when i'm at birdies i'll, I'll run a few laps with you and, and steal all your knowledge and and try and get some <laughs> motivation right I'll, I'll bring me uh smiles get some old shirt too yeah awesome <laughs> I'll, I'll be yeah, wearing yeah. hysterical carny just for sure yep well I'll, I'll be having mine on there yeah <laughs> looking forward to it yeah awesome i'm looking forward to seeing you then brad yeah you too mate and yeah. good to talk to you again uh tim and uh, looking forward to doing some uh, laps from birdies time. Cool. Me too. Awesome. All right, guys. Enjoy bigs. Thanks, All right. See you later, guys. Smiles, get the miles. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.